Tough Cookie Podcast, the podcast that celebrates badass women in food. I'm Darlene Wienheisen, food lover and content creator over at PickleJarStudios.com. And I'm Christy Coughlin, registered dietitian and spreader of positivity through my business, Effect Positivity, which means to bring about happy. Our goal with Tough Cookie is to create a safe space, share struggles, and celebrate successes. And of course, to be inspired by all things food. Now let's dive into the episode. Hi, Christy. Hello, Darlene. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. So it's the new year, and I know a lot of listeners out there are making resolutions about how they're going to eat better, how they're going to eat healthier how they want to be good this year. (laughs) And so we wanted to address um, healthy foods that taste good and also kind of talk about some food myths too, since it's a really hot topic right now. Oh my gosh, yes. I almost want to hide at this time of year because I don't (laughs) want to have to listen to all the talk. But one thing I've heard the most as a dietitian is people saying that healthy food doesn't taste good. And I'm not going to lie, it makes my heart, my soul break. I know that because it's so untrue. Healthy food can taste amazing. Uh, absolutely, it can taste some, like the best food you've ever had in your entire life. But you have to know what to eat and how to prepare it or what to order. Uh, yes. Yeah, but one of the things I will never forget is as a nutrition instructor, especially and in working in a hospital, people would tell me that they ate healthy and they did that by eating boneless, skinless chicken breast, steamed or poached or something (laughs) brown rice and broccoli uh snooze fest i know and i even had one student literally eat this every single night for dinner oh my gosh that's so boring right and i was like no wonder people think healthy eating is so disgusting and no wonder why they want to like run for the nearest cheeseburger you know after like a week or two of that (laughs) i i couldn't even eat that one night like as a dietitian i don't even eat that for dinner yeah yeah. <laughs> and it's not something that I want to. And, you know, I, I guess I should take that back, though, because when I started out as a dietitian, I also thought that was the definition of eating healthy. And now I know that it could not be further from the truth. Um, but the other thing is I want to say is there's no good foods or bad foods. And I know that we've talked about this in a previous episode, uh, episode 20, food is food. But there is no there's no difference between eating a grilled chicken versus fried chicken yes the way they're prepared is different but you are neither good nor bad for choosing one over the other right yeah your your morality you are not a good person because you ate grilled chicken and a bad person because you ate fried chicken that's just not how it works but yeah we've been taught to think that though i know we? we apply so much value or morality like you said to food and food is fuel food tastes good it has a lot of for me I focus on like the the memories and the social aspects around food as well and so um I personally don't really struggle with this anymore but I did used to yeah for sure it's freeing to let go of this myth yeah yeah it's really freeing to finally come to terms and grips and understand that Food is fuel, Mm -hmm. and it can make us have more energy, or if we don't have enough or we eat the wrong kinds, it can make us not feel so great, and that is completely different. But what makes one person feel amazing is different than another. Yeah, and I think... um this whole like shift in thinking has also helped when I'm having that moment of like scarfing down something that's not 
gonna fuel my body. Like chips mm-hmm. is my like. Oh, I love I love potato chips. I love potato <laughs> chips too. <laughs> Specifically, Lay's sour cream and onion potato chips. Ooh, that's are a my good favorite. one. But you know what? This is where I'm basic. Give me plain Lay's. Really? Plain, not wavy. Just plain Lay's, or even plain baked Lay's. Mm, yeah, I am. Super I used basic. to like baked Lay's too. Those are a good one. <laughs> if there's a dip around, then I'm, I'm all about the plain. No discrimination. Yeah, yeah. no discrimination whatsoever. <laughs> um, but like, if I'm in that moment of like, I can tell I'm getting into this mode of I'm just hungry, so I'm sort of just scarfing whatever's in front of me or whatever is easy to grab. It does cause me to go, wait a minute, I, my body doesn't really need this. Like, I need some protein or I need a vegetable. Or, or or is your body crying out and saying, I do need this because you haven't eaten enough in the past few hours or the past couple of days? Because it could also be your body's yeah. like, hey, we're hungry, eat all the food. And you have this sense of lack of control over mm. how much you can eat because you're your body is trying to compensate yes. for missed calories. Yes. If I wait too long to eat, that's when I have those um those battles of like ah, i'm hungry yeah all the food yeah yeah so because my body and my brain are going you're you're in fasting mode you need to like compensate or whatever give yes, us fuel yes. now yeah and here's the craziest part is so many people have told me that they want to control their diet and control the foods that they eat and i put quotations around the word control on both of them but the reality is your body is in control. That's mother nature at its finest. <laughs> and you cannot override that. No. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. a huge difference. Um, but that healthy meal that I talked about of the boring, nasty, boneless chicken breast, the broccoli, and the brown rice, there's so many ways to spice that up through flavors and not even make it spicy hot but just give it flavorful feels to make it taste delicious and it will change your perception and understanding or idea of what it means to eat healthy yeah yeah just add some bell peppers and onions saute that up and mix that with the broccoli or roast those things together then put some chimichurri on your chicken mm. and your rice and boom, instant facelift and it tastes amazing. Yeah. And you really haven't added any, you've, you've added more nutrition. Yeah. Not you've necessarily added, like bad, quote unquote, bad stuff. Exactly. You haven't added a ton of calories. You've added fiber. Yeah. And you've added some fat in terms of the olive oil that you use in your chimichurri, but the olive oil is the best fat you can eat for your heart and we've got lots of research that validates that and it'll help you to feel fuller longer because you've got more fiber and more fat in Mm -hmm. your meal yeah i love it olive oil is that mono unsaturated it is yeah so i think some of the other foods we're going to talk about today are also that mono unsaturated fat so yeah when i taught college courses i was like olive oil is the gold yes (laughs) and it looks kind of golden too when you look at it it's amazing yeah Okay, so we have a little list that we wanted to run through of just some ideas to add some delicious, healthy foods to your meals and to your snacks this month and hopefully beyond. <laughs> yeah, at any time. If you Okay, wait, caveat to this. You said add, and I love that you said add because so many people are like, you have to remove this food to make it healthier, and then you can put this food in as a substitute Let's stop that. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever you're normally going to eat for dinner, just add the vegetables to it or add the salsa to it or add some of these things. And maybe you eat smaller portions of all the things, but it doesn't mean you have to completely remove foods that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Big difference. 
Yep. And spoiler alert, we're not going to tell you to give up any foods today. <laughs> yeah, we're not so going to do that. If so you're waiting, waiting to worry. <laughs> yeah. If you're waiting for the list of foods that you're not allowed to eat, uh, you can move along because we're not going to give that to you. Yep. <laughs> we're all about more is more. <laughs> okay. So the first thing on my list is popcorn. Uh, I love popcorn. I love popcorn. Okay. It's a whole grain. It's like we make it at home. So, yes. but I mean, you could buy it in the bag too. Yeah. And it's crunchy. So also, um, popcorn for me, like any kind of crunchy food is a stress reliever. And I, I've heard this from Ellie Krieger. Okay. On one of her shows. She was like, if you are wanting to crunch on something like a chip or a cracker or whatever, consider like nuts and a little bit of dried fruit with it for a good like energy boost. One is slow burning the nuts and one is quick burning. I also enjoy some of those crunchy vegetables like carrot or cucumber or bell pepper that are raw Mm -hmm. and then of course dip because you can't can't live life without dip. I love dip. (laughs) But there is something to be said about the texture of food, right? Like that crunchiness. It's a nice, it's so satisfying to crunch on something like that. And popcorn is an amazing crunch. (laughs) Oh yeah. So, um, so we love to make popcorn for movie nights and stuff, but I also will buy it pre-popped in a bag for just like a a quick snack or to have like with a sandwich or something like that. Oh yeah. And I'm all about that butter. So make sure there's butter on my popcorn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like butter on my popcorn too. Um, okay. The next thing on my list is fish. I know you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna like disagree I with that. And that's didn't fine. roll my eyes, but I think I rolled my eyes in my head. <laughs> it's okay. Only because fish doesn't like me. Like I would like to like fish, but when I eat it, I don't feel good, so I I can't eat yeah. it. Yeah. So I think that brings up a really good point. Is that with all of these things, I think it's important to notice how you're feeling, how your body feels after you eat a particular food. Hands down. Right. Like, if this is one thing I could teach anyone any day of the week, like, this is number one on that list. If you eat something and you don't feel good from it, the question is why and should you keep eating that food? Right. And I will point blank tell you I had some Reese's peanut butter cups, the tree-shaped ones, actually, over the holiday season that I didn't necessarily feel amazing after eating, but it was absolutely worth it. (laughs) <laughs> and so I ate them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but to each person, that's going to be different. Like, it, may, that feeling may not be worth it to you, but it was worth it to me. And so tapping into our own feels is yeah. so important through this. Yeah. So we happen to love fish. We try to have it at least once a week. Um, and I think it's just, it's a great source of protein. It's a great source of omegas and all of that stuff. We also try to buy wild fish only. Um, so if you can afford it, do that. We just buy whatever's on sale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the next thing I think you're going to agree with me. Oh, I see this on the list and I'm super excited. Potatoes. (laughs) Yay. I love potatoes. And I added this because I know that we've had a talk about potatoes and how Mm -hmm. awesome they are. So why don't you take this one? Okay. So one of my favorite thing about potatoes is the amount of potassium that they have in them. And everybody loves to give credit to the banana for being a high potassium food, but a banana is actually half the amount of potassium of a potato. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you get like 900 milligrams 
for a baked potato eating the skin as well of potassium. And that, by the way, isn't even half of what you need in a day in terms of potassium. So I just authorized you to eat two potatoes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then the question is, what do we put on the potato? Right. And so then that is what can give potatoes that bad reputation where it kind of goes downhill. Uh, but that doesn't mean I say don't eat the sour cream or Lowry season salt or butter up on there. Or because bacon. <laughs> and cheese. Yeah. I mean, it just, it depends on um, your own personal preference and taste. But remembering that some of those foods are high fat and they're going to help you to stay fuller longer. Mm-hmm. I love that. Right? Yeah. So we are not afraid of fat here. Exactly. We are not afraid of it. Yeah. Despite what the 90s taught us. Right? (laughs) False lies. Yes. Um, And our brains and our bodies crave fat, need fat, use Mm -hmm. fat. So I I think think fat's amazing. An important reminder here is every cell in our body is composed of fat. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that means we must consume fat to have regenerate those cells in our body because cells are constantly turning over. So it's not just something that tastes good and makes you feel fuller longer. It's literally required. You want healthy skin? You want shiny hair? I know, right? Eat that fat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love it. So, and there's also like tons of things you can put on top of your potato too. Um, from like chili to broccoli and cheese to I mean I've there's amazing there's like I've so put many an things. Artichoke hummus Ooh. on my potato before it was pretty delish, uh, but then even roasted vegetables on a baked potato, chimichurri on a baked potato, salsa. You could get I I love to put chili. There's yeah. so many things you can put on a baked potato. Where so good. Yeah. So you can get really creative and. Um, go any kind of direction you want definitely so what else is on your list okay the other thing on my list is nutritional yeast and christy's (laughs) making a face (laughs) i know she gets weirded out this weirds me out so much i want to embrace this so much (laughs) okay let me ask you okay do you drink beer i do do you eat bread yes Sourdough specifically, which is my it's favorite. The same kind of yeast. <laughs> I, I eat yogurt, but, yep. which has active life culture bacteria in it. Yep. But okay. I don't know. Maybe it's the thought of I'm like looking at it and putting it on my food. I don't know. Yes. So I have some. If you're watching your video on YouTube, I. by the way, we're on YouTube now. Yay! <laughs> we'll drop a link in the show notes because this is the first video going up yes oh congratulations exciting congrats (laughs) to you too um so this is nutritional yeast and you can buy it in large flakes or in like a small powder and it has a really it's it is deactivated yeast but it's the same yeast that you use in bread and beer and all of that um so you'll also see like brewer's yeast like the dough for your pizza yeah i love that i know you just can't get over it. I, i guess i discriminate i'm sorry um so it has a nutty cheesy flavor and it's so, like, vegans, plant-based diet folks, they love it. They use it as, like, a replacement for cheese in a lot of recipes, which is how I use it, too, because Libby can't have dairy. Yes. So, that's kind of what got me using it more. Um, and and, when and I this was, is why I was so intrigued by it, because I, I do feel as though I have some sort of dairy intolerance, where yeah. I eat very small amounts of it now, but it just doesn't make me feel good. So trying to embrace this idea of nutritional yeast and making a like cashew butter or something with it or even the vegan cheese which mm-hmm. i know is so popular i'm just gonna make it's you a, something it's a mental block and you're just gonna be like i'm gonna feed it afterwards. to you ha, 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 
they had nutritional yeast in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to trick you into eating it. Uh, so watch out. Um, no, but I did want to mention just like the a couple of awesome quick things about it that I actually didn't know until this morning is that it's a complete protein. It has all nine essential amino acids. That's why it is so great for yeah. vegans. Um, and then, so like one tablespoon has two, gra- two grams of protein. So there you go. It also has a lot of B vitamins, which are great for energy and Yes, B vitamins power. are so incredibly important, especially as we're talking about um, this movement of people eating fewer carbs. Mm. And so we're not getting the adequate amount of B vitamins in our life. And it's got, for vegans who don't eat animal products or byproducts, B12 in it. Oh, yeah. And B12 is a very important vitamin. So, yeah, there's definitely yeah. benefits to it. Yeah. And then it also has some trace minerals, which are also um, important, like zinc, selenium, 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 yeah, and manganese, manganese, and all that kind of stuff. So, and it's good. I think, <laughs> I think my resistance goes back to my picky eating days. Yeah, I was okay. a major picky eater growing up, and it was just like weird things would weird me out, and I didn't want to do it. And I think that's one. <laughs> but I need to have courage. Yes, just try it. Right. I think probably an easy win for you would be to get the powder and put it on popcorn. It's I not think the be easy hidden. win for me is the nacho cheese made okay, with it, okay. so I don't see the flakes. Okay, that's true. <laughs> I can totally see that. So yeah, a couple of things I like. We mentioned cashew cheese, cheesy popcorn. There's this amazing nacho cheese dip from this book I have right here. That's the Oshi Glows book. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. I'll put it in the show notes. She calls it life-changing nacho cheese dip. Life-changing. I'm on board with that. It was it was super good. Um, and my husband ate it, which is, he's not normally a plant-based fan. Oh, yeah. So um, I know it was like a big win there. Okay, so the next thing on my list is nuts and seeds. And, um, and they don't need to be served plain. <laughs> yeah, they don't need to be served plain. I love flavored nuts and seeds. So my biggest addiction right now is wonderful pistachios have Mm. this chili flavored one Ooh, i am obsessed i basically have a bag in my pantry at all points in time so that i can eat them where would you get that like a safeway or something yeah they have it at safeway food for less they've got it i think they even had at target but the ones at target were pre-cracked and i like to crack them okay yeah yeah i'll have to get those they've got both of them so good or good taking um what are those things pecans and putting a little bit of butter and brown sugar and some cinnamon on them. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Any day. Yeah. I've got a couple of spice nuts recipes on my blog I can I can share in the show notes. Yes. Like the ones that you shared for the holiday gift boxes you mm-hmm. give. Yeah. But there's also a cinnamon almond oh, recipe so and a, um, what is it, like honey roasted walnut recipe on my blog, too. There's probably some sugar. You know, some sugar intake. But but if it gets you to eat that as a snack that you wouldn't normally have. Yeah. And maybe even helps you satisfy a craving for something a little sweet while getting protein at the same time. Boom, boom. Yeah. Magic. Yeah. They're so good and so filling. And that satisfying crunch. Once again. I know. Back to the crunch. I just love that crunch. (laughs) Um, Okay. The next thing I feel like people pretty much know, but I'm going to say it anyways, is avocados. I freaking love avocados. I love avocados. They're so buttery, so delicious. Do you know they're also called the butterfruit? 
Oh, in some countries. I did not know that. And um, I have been making, I know it's like cliche now, but I've been making avocado toast like nobody's business right oh, yeah. now for breakfast. That's like my go-to. Yeah. But see, back to that whole, if it doesn't make you feel good, don't eat it. Right. I don't I eat know. avocado because it doesn't make me feel good. So everyone's, I guess, just reiterating the point that everyone's list is going to be different in one way or another. And that's why it's so difficult to follow those a, a diet that says eat this, not that. Right. Because it makes you go against what makes your body feel good. Right. So if fish or avocados is not making you feel good, <laughs> don't keep trying to eat them just because you're supposed to be eating those right, foods. Right. Kind yeah. of why, maybe that's why I don't eat the nutritional yeast because the idea of it grosses me out. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I'm still going to serve it to you under to. like some sort of disguise. What is that? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld's wife that she had that cookbook where deceptively delicious is what you're going oh, to do. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. 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 At least just once. And then you can tell me <laughs> if you notice. Here's the ridiculous part is I know I'm going to like it. Yeah, you probably will. It's, it got to rip that Band-Aid off. I know. Maybe for like a um, the next dinner at my house or something. I'll do like an appetizer. So it's not like the whole meal. Okay. I yeah. like it better that way. Okay. Although I do love nachos. <sighs> nachos are so good. Especially the ones we talked about where you make them with the potato coins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's life-changing. Oh, man. So good. So, um, okay, the next thing on the list is hummus slash other bean dips or other just, like, beans in general. Yes. I love beans. Beans are amazing. <laughs> like, protein. Um, they're just, they're filling. Like, they are nice, like, creamy. Fiber. Yeah, fiber. Absolutely. And phytochemicals, which are the, what make the beans have specific colors which we also mm. know to help um, certain conditions. So like the red of a tomato is lycopene, and that mm-hmm. can help to reduce your risk of cancer. There are other things like that in the, the beans and things. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So um, I guess like my favorite things to do with beans, the hummus is probably my like ultimate because I just love a dip oh, yeah. and a snack. Can't go wrong. Um, but you can also make like a white bean dip mm-hmm. with like garlic and stuff like that. You could make black bean dip. Um, That's where it's at. Yeah. Another thing is like soups. I probably make bean soups at least once a week or so. We do some kind of soup. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. For sure. And um, I do love cooking them in the Instant Pot probably the best. Um, But I have had really good results cooking them on the stove, like just the slow, like traditional way. So I don't know. Do I'm, a can, I'm a canned bean girl. Canned beans are great. I know we great. talked about doing it in the Instant Pot, and I have it, and I've done it, and I've made hummus from the Instant Pot at, like, a super low cost. Yeah. But I'm a canned food girl, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine, because I say, like, whatever way gets you to eat the healthy thing, just do it that way. Yes. If yeah. your barrier is preparing the beans, buy the cans. Yeah. Yep, for sure. We do buy canned kidney beans because if you don't cook them long enough, yes. there's a toxin in them that can make you really sick. Yes. Um, and I made a bean soup and added raw, like dried kidney beans once and didn't quite, everything else was done except the kidney beans. And so then we, we didn't actually get sick, but we were all worried about it for 12 yeah. hours. Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> It's not worth it. <laughs> so, um, and chili. That's probably my other favorite thing. Mm, um, another great thing, and this is kind of a swap this for that, but... Um, I think either option is good, is yogurt. I like, I really like plain yogurt instead of sour cream. And the plain Greek yogurt. So yes. it's that thicker consistency. And then you get a little bit of protein in there with it. 
And so I've done this one for a really long time, but to be honest, in the last year maybe, I've just gone back to the sour cream. But I also, I love sour cream. Like, I eat, oh man, yes. I just, there's something about it that I just But at the same time, like, I will keep the plain yogurt in the fridge, and if I don't have sour cream, I will absolutely use that any Mm -hmm. time. It, and it's easier because it's a more versatile food. So it doesn't yeah. go bad as fast. Yeah. It's a um, The other thing is there's a really good... Um, I like to bake with either sour cream or yogurt. There's a really good muffin recipe in another cookbook I brought out for that I can throw in the resources section um, that uses yogurt. And um, she makes biscuits with yogurt. It's Heidi Swanson's... That sounds so good. One of Heidi Swanson's books. And yeah, she just calls them yogurt biscuits. They're so tangy, but it's that same idea of like buttermilk yeah. kind of thing. I love that tangy flavor. Yeah. So good. Um, and then I think there's a muffin she has yogurt in too that's also really good. Um, so yeah, yogurt, yum. The other thing, um, do you want to do the next one? Oh my gosh, yes, I'll take this one because it's obviously my favorite. I talk about it all the time, roasted vegetables. I love roasted vegetables, so good. And my favorite part about roasted vegetables is you chop up the vegetables. So asparagus, you do like one major chop, boom, put it on your pan, drizzle it with oil, olive oil, sprinkle it with seasonings if you want, you don't even have to, put it in the oven and you set it and forget it. Yep. That's why I love it, too. <laughs> and then they taste amazing. They taste so good. So good. And you can eat them just like that with the seasoning, maybe a little bit of salt and pepper. Or you can dress them up even more and put chimichurri or other things like that with it. But so good just by themselves. Yeah. I actually make a salad that is um, a green-free salad. So it's not a lettuce-based salad. Oh, okay, yeah. It's just mixed roasted vegetables. There's a little bit of potato in there. Um, parsnip, carrot, and onion. And then um, after they roast, I do like a spice mixture. It's like a it's like a Middle Eastern spice called okay. Ras El Hanout. I'll put it in the show notes too. You can buy it already blended like that. And then um, when it comes out of the oven, I do a little bit of extra olive oil and some flat leaf parsley leaves. And that's the salad. And it's really good. And you can do it at like room temperature or warm or that whatever. It's really good. Yeah. It's so, and it has like a little spice. So it's like interesting and it's not, it's just, you know, root vegetables. So it's, it is a salad, but it's like not lettuce, not just a bunch and of lettuce. And then do you eat it while it's still kind of warm? You or? can. Yeah. So this yeah. reminds me a lot of one of my favorite dishes on the 10 barrel East side menu on in the winter where they do, it's, it's like a squash where they've got artichoke, They've got, oh, not artichoke. What am I thinking? Brussels, butternut squash, and a couple other root veggies in there. And then it's still kind of warm, and it has some wilted greens. And, mm. yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's just delicious. Yeah. You could mix in some, like, arugula or some spinach while it's still warm yeah. and wilt it. That would be good, too. Yeah, totally. Um, Next one I'm going to do, too. Next one. Go for it. Fruit. Yes. Nature's candy. Yes. You can't go wrong with it. It's nature's candy. You were talking about, I remember, an episode we did in the summer, and you were talking about fruit as dessert. And I kind of, like, Uh, I know people do this. This is not, like, a new idea. But it reminded me that that is, like, a thing, not just ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) But you can't eat your fruit with your ice cream. True. Totally. You could do whatever you want with it. Yeah, fruit, you just, you can't go wrong. And when the going gets tough and it's winter and your fresh fruits aren't as awesome as they were over the summer smoothies yeah frozen fruit yep yeah or you can even make it like a slushy type thing 
where then you could eat it with a spoon. And so it's frozen mm. fruit with a spoon. Like a sorbet kind of thing. Almost, but you don't add any dairy you or anything. Dairy. Like you could put a little bit of sugar and you put a little liquid to make it easier to um, puree. So maybe you could even put kombucha. Mm, yeah. And then you just have it like a, a Like sort of like thing. a, yeah, like a shaved ice. Yes. Like a fancy. Yes. Okay. We used to I serve those it. when I worked at the school district. That sounds so refreshing. So good. Um, okay, kombucha. I love kombucha. You do need to watch the sugar content, but um, most of them out there are mm, like, I mean, I would go for one that's at least six grams or less per bottle. Mm. Um, what do you per think? Per bottle? Well, but like my per favorite serving. hum is not at that always. Around, they're around six. Per serving, but that's not a bottle. Oh, really? Is there? Okay. Ooh, yeah. So a serving a while since is I've read eight that. ounces and a bottle is 14. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's bad. They actually just came out with a new low sugar. Yeah, so the hot raspberry one, that one is a lower sugar one. But even then, if you're really hung up on the amount of sugar in it, for one, remember it's fermented. So, I mean, you have to have it in there as part of the process. Right. But just drink half the bottle then. No one said you had to drink the whole bottle at one time. Yeah, split it up. Um, That's a good point. I also um, make my own kombucha. Uh, and yeah. if you let it, um, if you let it sit on your counter longer, basically extend that fermentation process, um, and you're not adding in like fruits or juice or anything else. Yeah, for a you're just doing it plain fermentation. Yeah, um, it does get tangier and tangier and more and more acidic. Yes. So I sugar content believe the sugar consumed. gets yeah, yeah the sugar gets eaten up more. So you could you could have it on the tangy side. Um, I'm also gonna say some like favorites here: tea, coffee, and chocolate. Those are all healthy. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and they all have antioxidants in them. Yes. And tea is the number one beverage consumed worldwide. Yeah. Hands down. It's There's so many great varieties out there. And green tea, especially, very high in antioxidants. So very good for you. And coffee is also high in antioxidants. So I'm not hating on coffee. It's my favorite drink ever. <laughs> yeah. Coffee actually helps reduce your risk of colon cancer. Oh, yeah. I'm going to keep drinking then. Did you know that? I don't know. So that's awesome. Um, Okay. And then another couple of things I have on here is those seaweed nori snacks. So seaweed Mm. is a really good source of vitamin K, I think. And then, um, I don't know. I actually... I'll probably add some more stuff in the show notes about seaweed. I just know it's good for you. Okay. (laughs) See, I've had it before. It's all right. It does not check my, like, flavor craving desire. Mm, So I don't don't gravitate to it. It's one of those things where if I, like, I'm feeling like I want to snack on something, but I'm not super hungry. I just Mm. kind of want to eat something. It's almost like you need to do this motion of hand to mouth. I just need something to put in my mouth. Because that is a thing. Like, there is... There really? is research that this is a thing where you just need to go like that. So <laughs> that's crazy. If I you didn't figure know that. out how to make that happen, yeah, you, you'll be good. And like another thing, probably maybe you because you don't eat fish, you don't have this. But we love sushi. So if I'm feeling mm-hmm. like I want something sort of Asian inspired or whatever, um, the nori snack is a really good little oh yeah treat like yeah. that. Um, and you can get them like with different flavors, um, but we usually just go for the plain one. And then um, the last thing on my list that I wanted to talk about was dairy. As long as 
you can tolerate it. It doesn't make you feel bad. Then go for the dairy. And I say, don't worry about low fat versus full fat. Please. You know, I mean, I do like full fat cheese, um, yogurt, sour cream, milk. We do like 2% milk, but yeah, but let's be real. It makes it taste better, right? Yeah. And when it tastes better, you can eat less of it to satisfy your craving than the other stuff that doesn't taste as good. Right. Yeah. Yes. So Um, I think I'm going to talk about this or I was going to talk about this later, but I'll just mention it now. I think when you're when you're thinking about like swapping out foods or or what you should include on your plate or whatever, keep in mind that those things that are the the higher fat content Mm -hmm. that are also packed with more flavor, you can use less of them, like you just said. Like like a really good quality um Parmesan cheese on a on like a baked potato or on top of a chicken breast. You can it's gonna taste really intense and really delicious, but you don't need to add half a cup. Okay, so just add a little bit great point. When I was younger and probably even six-ish years ago I would get just a container of parmesan cheese and I would put it on top of my food well there's something about it sitting on the shelf that that flavor kind of it doesn't it deteriorates yes because it's sitting on a shelf but the flavor profile just isn't as robust exactly as if you were to do it yourself so I basically only shred my own fresh parmesan cheese yeah for my pasta dishes and i use significantly less yes. than what i would have in the past yeah because it's so rich and your tongue and your brain get that hit of flavor oh, so and good. and fat you know and so you just feel satisfied with like just a little bit on top of your broccoli you don't need a, a ladle full of cheese sauce right so i highly advocate like a little bit of cream at the end a little bit of cheese a little bit of whatever as long as it's like the best quality and and a full fat ingredient, you're gonna need less to feel satisfied. Yes. So. Yes, that's a way to do it. Quality has something to do with it, also. Absolutely. Quality makes a big difference. So then I have one last thing here for us. You ready for it? I'm ready. It's like earth shattering. <laughs> here we go. Water. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so simple yet so vital. <laughs> it is. I mean, it. Our bodies are predominantly composed of water, so we need to have, we need to be sufficiently hydrated. And if we're not, it can make us feel bleh. It can make us feel like rather gross. And gosh, quick story. Going back to my college teaching days, I had this one student who spoke, sung the praises of pH water as if it had changed his life. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. Because he had pH water. And I argued with him that it wasn't the pH water. And he was so mad at me. And ultimately what it came down to, the argument, and I had several students come up afterwards and they agreed with me. They didn't agree with him. Maybe they're trying to get extra credit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, the, the, the fact that he was drinking more water through the pH, uh, through that program or diet or whatever it was that he was consumed into, he was just drinking more water. He was more hydrated. Mm-hmm. His His... He felt better overall as a result of drinking water. Had nothing to do with the fact that it was pH. Our bodies are amazing machines. We easily compensate for for pH. And the founder of the pH diet actually got in a ton of trouble with FCC. But um, we have lungs and kidneys and all kinds of functions within our bodies to normalize that pH. So it was not the pH that made him feel better. It was simply the fact he was hydrated. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So whatever you have to do to make your water taste good, go for it. I I do drink plain water now, no ice. 
just straight out of the fridge, which for me is earth shattering because I used to only drink ice water Mm. and like filtered and like really specific type or I didn't drink it at all. But I did go through a phase of sparkling water. Mm, I'm still in that phase. I love a sparkling water. Sparkling water is so good. And if you have a flavor that you are kind of less than excited about, you can even add your own fruit to it. I'd love to take frozen fruit and put it in my drink, like their mm, ice cubes. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Or even fresh fruit chopped up or squeezed in there or the zest of it. Whatever you need to do to make your water taste good, do it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. One of my favorites is a plain sparkling water with um, orange slices or oh, grapefruit yes. slices yes. or lemon or lime, honestly, but orange and grapefruit Citrus, are kind of, right? yeah. Yeah, that's, totally. my, that's my favorite too, my go-to. Yeah, my other favorite is LaCroix um, apricot. Ooh, and I'm a LaCroix passion fruit. Yeah. <laughs> um, normally, I'm drinking one right now, but yeah, delicious. Okay, so I think we have some... Um, some I think amazing, we have some amazing... Healthy food ideas that taste delicious. Yes, but first, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about these. <laughs> a food or lifestyle brand and struggle to do all the marketing things or maybe you're part of a team that just needs some fresh outside resources and ideas don't wait until you've gotten yourself into a pickle let's chat about it over a snack and swap some ideas send me an email at darlene that's d-a-r-l-e-n-e at pickledrawstudios.com or head to my website and sign up for my newsletter, Fresh Batch, where I deliver weekly content and marketing tips, as well as inspiration for your brand. That's (laughs) pickledjarstudios.com. Okay, so I wanted to talk about a couple of meals that, you know, all together with some of these healthy things make us feel amazing. Make you feel amazing. Make me feel amazing. And could also make other people feel amazing. Yes. Yes, not a requirement, though. Nope. So don't override your own body cues. Right. Yeah. Yes. Good caveats to put in there. So here's some things that I love. So whenever we have salmon, broccoli, plus rice or potatoes, um, and usually I do the salmon and the broccoli on a sheet pan in the oven at the same time, um, there's something about that meal. Like, it just makes everybody in my family feel so good. Like, it just... I don't know. We feel healthy, like we feel energized, but not weighed down. Yeah. Um, I love to add a sauce like teriyaki sauce or some kind of like simple, just like a little bit of red pepper flake or something in with the broccoli and olive oil, something like that. A little bit of flavor. A little bit of flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's some other like simple sauces. Like we do like a mustard powder and honey or maple syrup mixed together spread on the salmon is also really yummy and super easy. Yeah. Well, this meal would make sense that it makes you feel good because there's the fish that's also the high fat content that's going to help you to feel full. You've got your fiber in your broccoli and possibly even your potatoes, uh, or likely your potatoes. And then rice even, if you have brown rice, if you have Mm -hmm. white rice, not quite as high. But then you have your carbohydrate from your rice and your potatoes, and that's going to help you feel fuller longer. And so we've sung the praises of fat. Now is the time to sing the praises of carbs carbs are amazing they're not these villains that everyone makes them out to be i promise yeah so tell us more about carbs so carbohydrates are the body's primary source of fuel so when we require energy to walk from point a to point b we are utilizing carbohydrates as that fuel source so when you've been on a diet that's low carb if you have maybe you haven't 
when you've been on that type of diet, you feel like you're walking through muds, mud and you're carrying 100 pounds of bricks on your back and everything is too hard. Is, everything <laughs> is too hard. And that's because your body is lacking its primary fuel source, which is carbohydrates. And so there are default mechanisms in place for our bodies because in human history, we haven't always had enough carbohydrates to sustain our activity where we go to a default system. And that default system is where we utilize ketone bodies as a source of energy. But that's the result of breaking down fat stores in your body. So it's Mm -hmm. a fail-safe mechanism. It is not our primary function in the way we are intended to operate. We're intended to function as human beings through carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. I would also think that by tripping our body into going into that fail-safe method is is intended to be short-term. Correct. Is probably also damaging or putting at risk other systems in our bodies. If done too long, yes. If done too long, yeah. So, I, I mean, like, I don't know about that specific diet, really, but I've heard... It, it's not great for your liver and it's not great for your um, brain function. Or even your kidneys. Yeah, your kidneys. Yeah, it can be very taxing on your kidneys. And so that's why it's a fail-safe mechanism in place for short-term utilization when our bodies don't have what's required to sustain movement. Right. So think back in the days when we would hunt and we were hunters and gatherers. We didn't have food at every convenience store, gas station, in our cabinets, stashed in our purse, in our car, all over the place, we would go extended periods of time without food, especially in winter or inclement weather. It'd be difficult or crop devastation. Yeah. We'd have to be able to survive that famine, and that was our fail-safe mechanism. Now, I do feel as though I should say there is a time and a place for fasting because I do feel as humans, our bodies were intended to go into that fail-safe method or mode from time to time. But I don't, I don't agree with the way we're utilizing it sometimes. And yeah. yeah, yeah, using it as a weight loss tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as a primary objective instead of right. doing it like for our health kind of thing. Right, totally. So, anyway, off the soapbox now. Eat your carbs <laughs> are good for you. So is that. Yeah. Um, another another meal that makes us feel amazing is like a soup that has a lot of different vegetables, beans, lentils, and like maybe a little bit of protein, but it's protein's kind of just another ingredient. It's not the center stage on our plates. Yes. It's almost like a garnish. Yeah. 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 Soups are amazing. I'm obsessed with soup. Yes. So good. On that bean train, um, there's a salad I'll drop a link to in my show notes too, in the show notes, but it's, it's like a lentil salad that has a lot of spices in it and like a vinaigrette almost on it. And then I usually mix that with some kind of greens and then I add goat cheese or like toasted nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so yummy. And you can also throw in like some roasted squash or some cranberries. It's just, it's like there's enough different things in it that it's interesting, but oh, it's yeah. really filling and it's really, um, Sounds I like just, it has some really robust flavor profiles to kind yeah. of tantalize the tongue. Totally. <laughs> yes. And, um, I feel like I get really good, clean energy from that meal. Yeah. So that's another one I love. What about you? Um, well, roasted vegetables of any type or sorts whatsoever. Yes. <laughs> so yummy. I will never forget, um, uh, gosh, Maybe six months ago, a year ago, my kids, we made roasted vegetables for dinner. It was meatless Monday, so we had just a whole bunch of different vegetables there to choose from. And the kids, after, were like, I feel so good. 
Mm. And I remember thinking I loved the way I felt after eating that meal also. Um, But that does not mean it was void of lots of olive oil. (laughs) Lots of (laughs) olive oil on those rested vegetables. And yet we still felt amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you really need it. And then to make that next level chimichurri (laughs) yes chimichurri oh so good so good um one quick note about roasting vegetables you want to be careful not to crowd your pan oh yeah because then it takes too long it takes too long they don't get that nice like caramelization and then also be careful not to burn them (laughs) so like try to cut them similar sizes if you can and then keep an eye on it like I tend to over roast sweet potatoes so I just know I have to like check them sooner than the recipe says yes because they end up burned and that's not good roasted sweet potatoes I love to season those with um, taco seasoning flavors Ooh, yeah like chili powder cumin a little smoky yeah paprika those kinds of flavors and then mix it with black beans for tacos yes that sounds so good so delicious but yeah i i find that those ones roast much more quickly than others yeah and so i've i will pair similar vegetables on a sheet and then roast two or three pans at a time yep that's what i do have all the different types yeah yeah i love it and then um sometimes you might have to add in vegetables like at different stages that don't that take longer or less time or whatever so just kind of keep that in mind as you're throwing everything on your baking sheet brussels are the first in the oven every time yeah (laughs) (laughs) yep so some other things that i really enjoy you already said them (laughs) the only thing i think i can add to that list would be smoothies but I particularly love smoothies when they don't have dairy in them. Yeah. For some reason, there's something about it that just, I don't feel my greatest. So I love to make them with kombucha. I know I've said that before. Yeah, that sounds a great so good. One. Um, we didn't really talk about um, stir fries. <gasps> oh, yeah. Vegetables. It well, just, yeah, it goes vegetables. To the vegetables. But vegetables stir fry, and because I don't feel great when I eat soy sauce or soy products, do you, ch- mine do you don't use, have that. Um, Aminos? I can't because oh, no, it's coconut soy. aminos. Oh, right. And then coconut. Oh, dang. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so occasionally I will make a sauce that has some soy in it as a base, but then I use it very sparingly because if I eat too much, that's when I don't feel well. Yeah. Um, sesame oil would be a nice like Asian-ish flavor. Ish. Yeah. I but actually have salty. deferred to chili sauce. Mm. Yeah. The, that's my fave. The garlic chili the garlic, it's the, the, green. the rooster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's so good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another thing that I do that I love because I don't have um, issues with bread, toast with peanut butter and a piece of fruit. Yes. Great snack or even part of a breakfast. <laughs> so good. So good. And bread has protein in it. Flour it has protein in it. It does. Broccoli has protein in it, by the way. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But then also I do a whole wheat toast or Dave's Killer Bread or a whole grain sourdough. Mm. So it's got a little bit more fiber in it than a normal piece of bread also. Yeah, that sounds so good. We love to bake bread, but when we don't have time, I like the Dave's Killer Bread as well. Hands down. Buy it at Costco. It costs too much at the grocery store. Oh, that's a good point. I need to go to Costco with you. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Costco. Maybe we just need a Costco episode. We should. We should do a Costco episode. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's do that. Um... I, I love that you said toast because that is like my love language. So yummy. <laughs> um, let's talk about some resources. Um, but first, we are going to take another quick break. I struggle to write in a voice that sounds like my brand and not just me talking. 
have a hard time articulating to others how to write for my brand. It never sounds right coming from a writing team or from an in-house writer. I worry that I come off sounding too rushed, casual or informal or insincere. How do I keep a consistent voice when writing for my brand on social media or in marketing materials? And does this even matter? Does any of this sound like you or have you been struggling with brand voice? Download my free guide, How to Write in Your Brand Voice, when you subscribe to my newsletter. Just head over to pickledrawstudios.com and click on the pop-up to download my free guide on brand voice. And now onto the episode. Okay, so I want to get these cookbooks out. Resources. Oh, yeah. There's also a... Do you eat mushrooms? I can't. Oh, okay. Fungus. Darn. There's a mushroom taco recipe in here. I'm trying to incorporate some things back, but... Some of it's slow going. Cool. Okay. All right. So let's talk food resources for healthy food that tastes good. Um, I think you have a a good start on this topic. Why don't you go? Okay, so what I did, is you're going to have to check out the show notes if you want to defer back for more ideas. But I made a list of ways to flavor your food that make almost anything taste delicious. I love this. (laughs) So the first one would be salsa, pico de gallo, or hot sauce of any sort. Put that on your food, and it's like an instant pick-me-up. But then another one seasonings yeah totally so basic but (laughs) so true and this can be fresh or it can be dried there are so many options it's insane and i will try to find a resource for you that gives you good pairings of seasonings to food types so yeah uh, fish and dill are a great combination you basically can't mess up these combos is yeah there's a book out there too i think it's called well there's a few books there's the flavor bible is a good one. Okay. It's it's like a, a big, like a beefy book if you want a really good resource. There's also a um, Flavor Thesaurus book, I think, that, Flavor that goes through like um, these pairings specifically. Oh, so okay. I'll try to I'll try to find some okay, resources cool. too. Yeah, those will be great. Another awesome one, you kind of touched on this with the water, was citrus. So mm, yeah. lemon, lime, orange juice, or even the zest of those foods can make almost anything quick pick me up in terms of flavor. So true. And when you're baking, add some zest to your um, to your muffins or your pancakes even. Orange zest and scones. Amazing. Orange zest in pancakes is really good too. Ooh. Yeah. I, so I put lemon juice in my pancakes. Oh yeah, that would be good too. Another fan favorite in my house, garlic, onion, or shallots. Yes. Anything in that variety. Same. Yeah, even if my kids don't eat onions they still enjoy the flavor that it gives the other foods that it's cooked with yeah i kind of forgot about shallots until we went to a restaurant and they gave us a salad that had what i thought was red onion but then i was eating it and i was like this is like sweeter and like not as sharp as red onion and i was like what is this and (laughs) i think my husband was like uh duh that's a shallot (laughs) darling and i was like oh right so my bad if you eat a lot of salad we happen to eat a lot of salads like as the vegetable with dinner um yeah get some shallots it's a great way to do it and really yummy they're really cost effective too yes because a little goes a long way and 
a, just one shallot itself really doesn't cost much. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So then another great way, olive oil and vinegar, even mm. balsamic vinegar, that's like next level for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yummy. And uh, some of these other ones we've already talked about too. So I'll just run quick list. Roasting, almost anything makes it taste delicious. Chimichurri sauce on top of your roasted things or with anything else. What is in chimichurri? Do you know? I know it's herbs. Herbs and olive oil and seasoning. So there's a little bit of chili pepper in it. It's a little bit hot. Then, or it can yeah, be. Yeah, but it can be. I don't put as much in it because my kids don't eat it. Yeah. Isn't it like cilantro and parsley? I think so. Are, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's Something really, like really that. flavorful. Then hummus, of course, or any variation of a pureed bean yeah <laughs> my favorite black yes. beans. ranch no need to hate on the ranch if it makes you enjoy your broccoli better then go for it i have been like really into ranch lately i don't know why and i just I'm bought obsessed. it like a bottle of it at trader joe's i bought their ranch and i've just been using it on salads and like we had pizza and i like put dipped some yeah. pizza in it put <laughs> on a potato yeah like a baked potato that's a oh, good yeah. idea so many options yum and a fan favorite in our house lately has been taco sauce. So there's this glass jar by La Victoria, and they have the different flavor profiles or heatness to it. My daughter will eat basically anything that we put taco sauce on now. Yum. Yeah. Or the enchilada sauce in the jar from Trader Joe's. We made burritos last night for dinner, and we had rice and beans and cheese in them, or at least that's what was in mine. <laughs> <laughs> and I mixed the enchilada sauce with the rice before I put it in. Oh, the perfect. Yeah. Quick profile boost. Real yeah. Di- and then my daughter put the taco sauce on it, too. So yeah. good. So are you guys eating brown rice when you do that? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what? If I made brown rice, my family wouldn't eat it. We yeah. buy the, like, 25-pound bag of uh, white jasmine rice from Costco. Okay. We buy the big bag of Calrose rice. Okay. Yeah. So, because that's sort of like the staple. But we also buy jasmine um, and brown. You can also get brown Calrose rice, but it actually, I think it's the way they process it, has less fiber. Really? Than the white. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. So, um, I just want, I was just curious. Yeah, no. Yeah. We do eat brown rice, rice all the but, way. Yeah, but white is probably. But then another our good favorite. one that's got great flavor, wild rice. Oh yeah, totally. And I feel like it gets forgotten about a lot. Yeah, it's so good so in like a chicken wild rice soup. Yeah, yeah. Put a little bit of butter and salt and pepper on it. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wild rice is really good. And then the last one we have here on our list is a small amount of full fat ingredients or condiments. So whether that be sour cream or the Parmesan that we talked about earlier, you could even put the avocado or cheese, on, especially on top of a taco. I, yes. my mouth is watering. Just I know. About I'm hungry. Fresh grated um, cheese. Yeah. Like a mild cheddar or even a sharp cheddar. Like oh, I love can't a sharp get cheddar. Any better than that? Yeah. So good. <laughs> Um, I also like a little, um, like, sesame, or not sesame, um, sunflower seeds on my salads to get that crunch, to yes. get that fat, like, yes. along with the fiber. Yeah, it's just really satisfying. I love to put apples on my salads, Ooh, too. yeah. So good. Yeah. Yum. Okay, well, I have some cookbook um, resources. So if you are looking to cut meat or just um, use a little bit less meat, um, Martha Stewart has a cookbook called Meatless. And it's beautiful, and there's pictures of every recipe. 
And I have lots of post-it notes in mine. (laughs) Um, Not unusual. Yeah, totally not unusual. But um, I don't know. There's just like interesting salads, interesting side dishes, but also main dishes that are... I saw Brussels in here. I want to flip yeah. see what's on in her Brussels recipe. And it's not um, it's not vegan, so she uses cheese um, and butter and everything like that, but it could probably easily be adapted oh, to definitely. whatever your diet is. Um, sometimes what I'll do is, like, make a recipe that is meatless or, um, or vegan even, and then I'll just add in whatever protein we want to add in. So Yes, that's definitely how I cook in my house because I want the non-meat version and then there are people who want the meat option. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want it to be like veggie forward and then meat is like condiment or side. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. That is essentially the principle of a Mediterranean diet, which is considered the healthiest diet that you can eat. Yeah. Um, Or not even diet. It's actually a pattern. It's, It's a way of eating. Right. And yeah, yeah, basically meat is your garnish. Yeah. So I'm just trying to like, I'm just trying to ease the stress on the planet a little bit and on our budgets Mm -hmm. by like stretching our meat a little bit more. So I've definitely gotten um, more into that way of thinking about it. And then there's some other like, um, some other totally like meatless meals that my husband loves. Like we'll do a sweet potato white bean burger. Oh, and there's a recipe for that. So good. I can post it on somebody else's blog. Um, but yeah, you make the sweet potato white bean mixture yourself. And there's like garlic and some binder and stuff like that. And some spices, cumin and paprika. Um, now, do yeah. you make a bunch of those and then freeze them so you don't have you to make can. them every time? I didn't this last time, but you can. The yeah, recipe only makes four. So uh, okay. you'd, you'd probably want to make Double more than that. Triple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, the next cookbook is by Heidi Swanson, and it's Supernatural Every Day. She has two cookbooks, at, at least two, but this is this is just the only one I grabbed because I've actually cooked more out of here than the other ones. Um, she has some really good salads. She has that yogurt biscuit recipe and also a millet muffin recipe where she uses whole grain millet that is really similar texture to cornbread, but she adds in lemon zest and yogurt I think in that too so it's just really yummy that sounds good and I have like thrown in blueberries or dried cranberries into that too and it still comes out delicious um and she has some other like snack ideas there's some like just really simple snacks but are just elevated a little bit in the flavor oh, department yeah. so yeah so Can I love that more one. options yeah um the next one is also by Martha Stewart and it's her everyday food light um book and um, it's, I, I would say it is satisfying, but just like sort of just these principles that we've talked about using olive oil, using some like a plate that's more than half full of veggies, um, using a leaner protein, but also like really playing up the herbs and the vinaigrettes and the spices. Ooh. So. And that's how you make healthy food taste good. Yeah. So I really like that one. Um, the other one that I mentioned with the nacho cheese dip is from the Oh She Glows cookbook by Angela Lydon. And there's some really fun... This one is a, um, a vegan cookbook. So there's some like really fun um, ways to cook some vegan foods in here. So if you want to dive into that, like nutritional yeast, tempeh, soy, but yeah. not everything has soy... Um, this is a really good book. 
And, and I've made a lot of stuff out of here and modified some stuff just to like satisfy my family. And there's some really good like family crowd pleasing dishes in here. That sounds good. And I I just want to remind everyone if you are thinking about dabbling in the vegetarian or vegan world and that's foreign or new to you, don't feel like you have to fully commit right out the gate 110%. It's it's so it's helpful for the earth and even your health if you do it at least one day a week. Just start there. Start yeah. with one meal, meatless Mondays. And I go fully agree. Yep. And that's probably what we do. I mean, I consciously try to say, okay, what is going to be meatless or meat on the side tonight? And then the rest of the week is not, I don't super think about that, but yeah, at least once a week. Yeah. So I like and that rule. You'll find that you have certain recipes that you've tried on meatless Monday that you really enjoy and it spills over into other days and that yeah. kind of just snowballs on itself. Yeah. Good point. Okay, and then the last book I want to mention is called Bean by Bean, and this is by, you're going to love this, Crescent Dragon Wagon is her name. What? Isn't that an amazing name? I Can it be Crescent Roll? Crescent Roll. <laughs> That's my favorite. I just think Dragon Wagon is like an awesome last that name. That is so awesome. Um, so this is a great cookbook for beans specifically, but it also is like... Um, bean soup, um, minestrone, like I'd love there's, there's other things. There's also like cornbread and like Boston brown bread, the things you would normally eat with beans. Yeah. There's hummus recipes in here. And in the back, she has this great table, um, that basically tells you how to cook like any kind of bean and what you need to do. And like, does it work with pressure cooker? Does it work with slow cooker or like time? Oh, nice. You know, time they take in each yeah, method. Quick reference tool. Yeah. That's awesome. So... Um, yeah, so I really like that one. Meanwhile, I'm over here taking notes and making marking down page numbers of the things I want to make out of these cookbooks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so many options. Um, okay, so should we move on to food inspiration? Let's do it. I'm excited. So what's your food inspiration right now, Darlene? Okay, so we we pulled a Christie and we cleaned out our pantry. <laughs> hey, I love it. And we came up with, um, first of all, unfortunately, we had to throw away a lot of food that was expired. So oh, it was kind bummer. of eye-opening. Um, that is hard. So, yeah. What kind of things? I'm just oh, curious. Like, like whole bags of flour that were not even opened that oh, expired bummer. like a year ago. Yeah. Which flour can go bad. It can go rancid. So you yeah. really don't want to even bother with that um other random things like when i when i have experimented with vegan or gluten-free things um like xanthan gum and stuff like that that was just like i'm not going to use this every day right and so we just it had been in my cupboard for a while so we just opted to get rid of it but any nuts or seeds that went bad no we we keep all those in the freezer that's why i was wondering yes i do i do that as well um we also kind of came up with this like short list um, section <laughs> in our pantry that was like, these are going to go bad like the first part of this year. Mm-hmm. So we need to use these up. So we've been inspired to um, kind of make things with these ingredients that might normally have gotten lost in there. So like, <gasps> I love it. Yeah. You're helping so. with your food waste too. Yay. I know. It's Even like though twofold. I had to go through some food waste. Well, but. yes. But it was eye opening to help you for the future as well and be Instead of making an annual thing, because it's been an annual thing for me also, maybe we make it a quarterly. Oh, that's a great idea. We should. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, like, we had a package of forbidden rice in there, speaking of rice, which is um, forbidden rice is a little chewier. It's black. So oh, it's very striking. Yes. And it's kind of sweeter. 
It's like a it's like a whole grain ish, but like yummier. It's a wild rice. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. So we made that with um with some cod a while ago, like a few nights ago, and so then I had this leftover forbidden rice, and we also had. Um, a different meal that I made Calrose rice with. So I had a little bit of white rice too in the fridge. So last night I made fried rice with both Calrose and Forbidden. Oh, so good. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, it and turned out really good. It's a new spin of a dish that you probably make kind of regularly. Yeah, we make fried rice whenever we have leftover rice, basically. Yeah, so then you kind of gave it a facelift and made it yeah. more exciting, even though it came out of your pantry. Yep. Yeah, we like to add a ton of vegetables. We had some ham leftover. So, like, we made ham fried rice with vegetables. And it sounds weird, but it was delicious. I was say, no, that actually sounds really good. Yeah. I and need some you green, like, green onions up on top, though. Yep, we did exactly oh, that. So good. Yes. And you crisp up the ham. Like, I cut it in sort of little spears. Mm-hmm. And then you crisp it up in the wok. And then you, you know, add everything back in. Oh, man, it was so good. Sounds delicious. Um, So, yeah, I'm just kind of, like, working on ways to use up the, that little section of things that are going to go bad soon. And that's been fun. And I love that you made a list of things that you need to use soon because that is basically one of the main principles of my meal planning tool. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yep. Super. So important. yeah, we're going to be like working on shopping our pantry more often. Nice. Yeah. I like that. So I have been shopping my pantry so much that I had to make a run to the grocery store to buy a whole bunch of canned foods because my pantry was almost empty for all my canned foods. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to pat myself on the back and say I am so proud of myself because canned foods were probably one of the number one thing that would spoil before we actually used it like my whole life basically. Wow. Until now. That's amazing. Good job. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So yeah, my foodspiration totally canned foods anything that can be that way and I think the biggest ones are beans and tomatoes yeah and gosh what else have I been soup has been a huge staple for us even water chestnuts Mm. just other little things enchilada sauce little things like that where you can add them to a whole bunch of different dishes and make amazing meals yeah for sure yeah and I just want to put it out there that canned foods are good for you they are. Sometimes they get a bad rap, I think, because it's processed, mm-hmm. in quotations. But they're actually um, rather healthy for you. And if you're concerned about the salt, then you can buy the low-sodium variety. And with either the low-sodium variety or the regular ones, you can rinse off the canned foods mm-hmm. before you prepare them. So that's yeah. something to think about as well. Yeah, we love, we do a lot of canned tomatoes and... Um, um, certain kind of beans we do can too. And then like canned olives and um, yes. what else? Mandarin oranges are a yeah. huge one in my house. Yeah, yes. So, <laughs> so when we make a stir fry or like um, an Asian inspired salad or something like that, my kids always want to have mandarin oranges with it. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Okay, so what's our food for thought? All right, so food for thought kind of playing off of episode 20 all food is food and reminding everyone that your morality is not tied to who you I mean your food choices are not tied to your morality as a person so if you eat what you call a quote-unquote bad food that does not make you a bad person 
just as though you're not a better person than anyone else because you ate a salad, a salad or a yeah. vegetable, or you had organic, you know, all those fancy words that we plug into all the things. So the foods that you eat, it's, it's food and it doesn't make you a good or a bad person, but I want you to tap into the way food makes you feel. That's my biggest goal for all of you is when you eat something, do you feel amazing or do you not? And then weighing, was the food worth feeling the way you feel afterwards if you didn't feel so great? Or was even the flavor of that food that made you feel good, was it worth it? How do you amp up that flavor? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, just being more mindful, I guess. Yes, it it is. It It definitely goes back to being mindful. Yeah. reminding ourselves that food is food yeah totally amen (laughs) um all right so with that thought what is for dinner okay so last time i said raviolis were my jam yeah (laughs) and this time we were at costco again and we passed by a package of tortellinis and i was like yes i want these and my husband's like really i said yes we are buying these so yeah, we're on a pasta kick, and tortellinis <laughs> are my jam. I love it. Oh, I love pasta. Right? So you good. Ju- you just can't go wrong. No, pasta is so delicious. Yes. So what do you put on it? What kind of sauce? I put just a basic red sauce. Nice. But yeah. this week, or this weekend, my husband did make Italian sauce from scratch, mm. from his family recipe from Italy. So we have some of that leftover, which we'll use the first time we eat the tortellinis. And of course, because we bought it at Costco, we've probably got like four meals worth of tortellinis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the rest of them will probably end up being just a jar of marinara sauce. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I am making what you mentioned earlier, those potato <gasps> rounds Nuh-uh. baked in the oven. I am. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> those are so good, though. Yeah. So we made your, we actually made your Hasselback potatoes with the onions in between the slices and it just so happened yeah and they were so good and I just made them in the oven but I cannot wait to make them on a campfire I'm totally gonna do that yes but that's next level for sure oh yeah the um the thickness of the slices I was noticing are perfect for that dish just to like stick in the oven just finish the slice basically on each Hasselback potato and throw it in there and then we have leftover chili so I'm gonna make potato chili nachos Oh my gosh. So wait, it's the Hasselback potatoes that you're using to make the nachos? Yeah. Oh my so gosh. So it's like already pressed. So, <laughs> so I love it because it's a super easy meal. It's already, they're already baked. So I'm just throwing them in the oven to sort of warm it up. But that's yeah. delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. Well, if you weren't so hungry we're before doing. this, you are definitely hungry now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so I hope that you go out there and eat some good fat today. <laughs> yes, yeah, some good fat and embrace carbs as your friend. For sure. Especially when it comes to fruits and vegetables. Yeah, Like absolutely. the day that we started vilifying carrots makes me a sad person. Oh, no. That's just yeah, wrong. It is wrong. So um, this is going to be episode 36, and you can find show notes at Pickle Jar Studios slash Tough Cookie Podcast, and you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Tough Cookie Podcast. And if you want to keep up with me and what I'm doing, you can find me at PickleJarStudios.com, or I'm also on Instagram the most at Pickle Jar Studios. And you can find me, Christy Coughlin, on social at Effect Positivity. That's Effect with an E. It means to bring about happy. Or you can find me online at effectpositivity.myshopify.com. Great. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. 
Okay, when um, after you talk about this this meal, I'll plug the thing about carbohydrates. Okay. Because you've got two carbohydrates as an option, so I might as well say okay. carbohydrates are amazing there. So I know we said it earlier, but I just want to reiterate that we do not need to be afraid of fat. Uh, no way. Fat is amazing. Fat is good. Tastes delicious, and our body requires it. Yes. And like you said, we feel fuller longer with fats. Yes. So I think that these are all good reasons to start letting fat back into your diet. <laughs> and one amazing way to do that, I'm plugging you for that. Oh, right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one amazing way to do that is um, this meal. With, okay, so. Totally there, throwing her let's, off. You are throwing me off. <laughs> throwing her off her game. <laughs> I thought we were going to do. No, I said after this part right here. Like, after you said that is when oh, I would go okay. to that part. Let me start over. Okay. Let me start over. This is how it happens. <laughs> this is real life. <laughs> okay. So, I wanted to talk about a couple of meals.